job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The black is dying. From the front time. Let the future. As the Stinger says, this is Blade Job episode 56. Uh, with me today, as always, the best, Eric Marshik. Eric, what's up, buddy? 56. That's, yeah, we, I, we really did do it. We were supposed to be doing 56 like a week ago, weeks ago. Halloween yeah. kind of went from like, uh, the, this was a, like, Blade Job was going to be the only thing like I was going to be doing all October and then. I ended up having to move, and I ended up having all sorts of crazy shit happen. So here we are for the lo- for the watch along. We we did miss That's a week, right. so we did a uh, family emergency, but that yeah. didn't last a whole lot, so it's not a big deal. So now we're here today, Eric. I'm noticing uh, you're not the only one in that room right now. No, we have our first <laughs> guest. Well, actually, no, it's our second guest. We did have Zach on the show like a oh, yeah. million years ago. Second guest of in Blade Job history, uh, girlfriend of <laughs> myself, Cassie Calverly, Hello. number one fan of the show. <laughs> I am. I've heard, listened to every single Sto- one. Yeah, I remember oh, when we first every started. Single one, really? Yeah. Yeah, when we first started dating, you were like, "Oh yeah, I've listened to your podcast," and I was just like, "Oh fuck." Well, it yeah. was it was so funny because you were like, somebody had brought it up. And you were like, oh, by the way, I have a podcast. I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah, I was oh, like, wait. oh, God, what episodes did you listen to? How far back did you go? <laughs> what? Tell me what Tell me what you've heard. I think Blood Rage was the first one I listened to, and that's actually still my favorite one. I low-key, wow. like, that's the episode I tell people to go listen to. <laughs> so I still think Street Trash is up there. That was a good episode because that was, I mean, it's the opposite of Audition where it was just, like, quality left and right all down the ticket, you know? Yeah, I watched Street Trash. Yeah, Cassie's not a fan of Street Trash. As a woman, it was really hard for me to watch it <laughs> and not you know get what? like so pissed off. I feel like a lot of the of the movies we cover probably cover that. As well, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. Well, I remember I literally got like mad at Eric. I'm like, you like this movie? This is the worst <laughs> movie I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. Well, thanks for I bringing it up. <laughs> we had like an yeah. actual well. fight about it. The hot takes are already coming in. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Now that- Eric, um, what are we what are we talking about today? I know this is a special episode, special time of the year. I'm going to say it. This is Blade, to- Blade Jobs time of the year. Yeah. I know we've kind of been slack. Well, actually, we really haven't been slacking because if you watch our Instagram, we've been, I've been busy. Yeah. Cassie included on that. Yeah. Whether I like it or not, we're watching 31 movies and 31 nights. Yes. It's funny because I would see our Blade Job podcast uh, Instagram, very popular. Go check it out. And I would always see, you know, day, you know, night, whatever, night 10, mm-hmm. 12. And every time I'm thinking, like, is Cassie being held hostage <laughs> for this or is she, like, willingly into all this? I, you, you fall asleep for some of them. Some of them I do fall asleep for um, only because, like, if we're busy or something and we have to do something after work, we don't turn on the movie until, like, maybe, like, 8.30 or 9 o'clock. And I have to wake up really early for my job. Yeah, she wakes up at 5 a.m. Yeah, so sometimes I am like, yo, yeah, let's watch it. And in my head, I'm going, wink, wink, going to fall asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) I will say I've fallen asleep during maybe one as well. So there's 
there a movie has played every night this month. Yes, and it, it it might not have been viewed that night. I might have woken up and watched it the next morning. But yes, yeah. And then there are other times where we'll crank through like four movies in one night because it's yeah. raining <laughs> outside. That's true. But anyways, like we were saying, this is the this is kind of turning into like one of the few traditions we have on the show, which is the Halloween Havoc watch-alongs, where we do a full. Halloween Havoc, and this is going to be part one. We're going to cover the first, I don't know, what is it, uh, four, five matches um, from Halloween Havoc 1989. So it's going to be a real now, blast from the past. <laughs> from what I understand, this is the first ever Halloween Havoc. Yes, this is the first ever Halloween Havoc. Um, long time, you know, dedicated fans of the show remember from episode 50. Um, which just a couple of months ago, um, we had thrown out that we were covering this match on um, when we covered Ric Flair and Terry Funk. So that'll be actually on next week's episode. Well, that's the main event of this pay per view. So we'll uh, be watching Terry Funk and Ric Flair and Muda and Sting, all Blade Job veterans, oh, in the right. Thunderdome cage match that's electrified. I love Terry no, I, Funk. Yeah, Cassie's a yeah, big Terry Funk. Fan. I love Uncle yeah. Funk. He now, I know so that sweet. we're going to talk about this later on pretty soon here, but I would love to know if you happen to know what movie you fell asleep um, while watching this month. I know you mentioned that. I'd love to find out which oh, one it is. I will tell you because I have the list right here. It was uh, oh, Dark Waters. That's the only uh, okay, one I fall asleep the new, right? Okay, Was that not the one about the, the nuns? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, like, it was like, kind of like a nun, nun uh, gothic horror movie. I, that's uh, the one I didn't want to fall asleep during yeah. because it was actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so we'll re we'll rewatch it at some point. Yeah, it's fine. But I anyways. mean, the other hell that was pretty much all of the old, the non horror I could handle. Mm -hmm. That was not a good movie. So <laughs> no, and that was what episode two I think post re re two or re, three. Uh, yeah, it's like an early one. Go back and listen to that, dear listener who hasn't explored our entire back catalog like Cassie did. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pretty incredible. I could never do that. It's so nice to put it on, like, at work. Thank you. you know? Look at this. This like, glowing review live on the show. Let them roll <laughs> out. So you guys used to talk about Pornog quite a bit. When? You guys have cleaned up your act. All right. Let's get into the, <laughs> let's get into the show a little bit here. We could save all this for the, the show. Because, like I said, we're going to be just literally hitting play on this and just, like, going... You know, watching match by match. But, you know, honestly, looking at this, there's a couple of really boring matches on here. So we'll be talking about Halloween movies and everything else um, as we go through. So um, whenever you're ready, Steve. Uh, All right. Let me go ahead and share the screen here. I'm going to add the computer sound and we're going to get this going here. Thank so you. that's that. Full screen that. Oh, my God. Um, the settling what? of the score. And that that is that that's referring to uh, uh, Terry Funk and Sting. Uh, I'm sorry, Terry Funk and Ric Flair and Sting. I'm excited for all of these fashion looks. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be extremely 80s. I know that like a common theme here that Eric and I always talk about is how like the late period of a decade definitely bleeds into mm -hmm. the next you know decade. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. We're going to be seeing that. So without further ado, I'm going to hit play here, ladies and gents. Uh, I'm going to hit play right now. All right. Zero, zero. We see that full moon. We this So, Steve, walk us through some of these graphics here. <laughs> I mean, they're very low quality. I mean, it looks like paper for the trees. I was just going to say it looks like, like Windows Paint. 
Yeah. Well, look at there's all of our guys in the Thunderdome cage oh, match. Oh, spooky as ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> See, and you wanted to skip this uh, intro, Steve. Look at how great this is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I regret even mentioning the possibility of skipping <laughs> got, that intro. We got to see a Sting, Muda, Terry Funk, Ric Flair. Chiller font. Yep. Chiller font. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. Um, first of all, I love how in the 80s they had this kind of, look at all the lights that they had, the kind of star. Yeah. I don't even know what you would call that. It's like a um, lens it, flare kind of, I guess. I don't know. It is like a lens it's flare. It just reminds Hollywood me of like glamour. older episodes of like The Price is Right or something. Yeah. It's well, very, it's like comforting to me. whatever these cameras are, they're not, they're like television cameras. So they're not like the yeah. greatest, I guess. I don't know. But, I kind of like it, so maybe they are actually the greatest. So. Maybe they are. I mean, who knows? Nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. So we're starting off here. We got Jim Ross. Wow, uh, very young Jr. Very young Jr. and Bob Cottle and Gordon Soley. I think we've talked about this, Steve, about how we have like this era of wrestling has like these like legit like broadcasters instead of like more characters broadcasting. Sure. Like this dude looks like he's like a like a broadcasting professor, Gordon Soley. Like, at, like, uh, you know, some, like, what's a prestigious, like, multimedia school? Uh, shit. Nowadays, I mean, I guess you could say NYU, where the other film school is pretty good. You don't need to go to film school anymore, though. I feel like, now I'm just getting off on a tangent about film school, but you don't need to go to film school. Like, these guys look like classic, like, baseball announcers or something. Man, Jim just looks I, great here. Yeah, Jim does look great. I, I will say, you know, this is the first Halloween Havoc... And one of the things I like about the later Halloween Havocs is all the announcers are in costumes. Oh, that is fun. <laughs> yeah. They're slacking this year, then. Yeah, Chris Cruz. What a name. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know who this guy is, so I don't know what he went on to do after this pay-per-view. Based on his glasses, <laughs> probably murdering and eating people. Yeah, yeah. he does kind of have a Dahmer vibe to him. White man number 23. Glasses. I like his red, uh, the red little um, microphone poof. What the hell do you call that? It's nice. Not a poof. It's not a poof. I know that for sure. So it seems, it seems like a small ring, or am I just seeing things? It seems like a small one. You're probably absolutely just seeing things. I mean, typically it's like twenty by twenty. I, okay. I feel like that looks kind of little. Thank you, Cassie. See, I'm glad you're here. Well, maybe it's because the those ropes... men are very large. That's true. Okay, so God, I wish I had that hair. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little lowdown here. Okay, so we got the Captain Mike Rotunda here. He's kind of got some kind of like, uh, I don't know, I guess it's like a actual like college wrestler gimmick, I guess you could say. I was going to say, he looks like an actual legit wrestler. And then we got like the, the Z-Man, Tom Zane. He looks a bit more 80s. Yeah, so we're like you said, Steve, we're kind of in that era of like 80s, early 90s. So we're going to kind of see like the like sequins and like bad fashion of the 80s, but we're also going to see some mullets. So, Should we have okay. a mullet count? Best of both worlds. Yeah. And Cassie's here to count the mullets and to rank the mullets. This is okay, a pretty okay. standard mullet, <laughs> I would say. Like, when you think of mullet, that's what that guy has. I think Tom Zinks is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I guess another fun fact is that Mike Rotunda, the guy with the curlier hair and the um, unitard. Is that unitard? Is that unitard, I believe. Unitard. That's actually Bray Wyatt's father. What? The fiend Get himself. Get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> so Get out of this podcast there. <laughs> Get out. So, remember I was saying that some of the matches are kind of boring? I mean, this looks like a high school <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. yeah. So, this is one of the more boring ones. Is, so Is this the B-cast? 
No, it's not the B cast. I mean, they're very good wrestlers, but it's just you know, it's it, this is like I've I've got I really know Steve's type of match, and I know that this is not Steve's type of match. <laughs> You're so true, so true. You know me well. Steve doesn't like a lot of like wrestling holds and you know. Uh, locking up and stuff like this, like pretty much what's happening right now. Steve's not a big fan. Of I, I I am with you, Steve, because this this sucks. Oh my god! I mean, it doesn't I like, suck. I don't want to say that. I like the high that. flying. Yeah, I like the high flying acrobatics. I don't like the whole uh, punching, the slapping. It just you know, it's boring to me. I want the drama. Yeah. Well, and there's drama coming. I mean, they're, they're, I'm going to tell you right now. There's not a ton of high flying in this whole event, any other than maybe Muda at the end. But well, Muda just being there alone is good enough for me. Yeah. Honestly. Well, that's why, like, luchadors are my favorite to watch. Yeah. I think, you know, in next, can fly. once we get into, like, more of the 90s Halloween Havocs, there's definitely some heavy lucha action. I mean, Rey Mysterio had one of his greatest matches at a Halloween Havoc. Oh, so. I love Rey. He's yeah, so I just sweet. saw him in the news, like, two days ago. I forgot what, what reason, though. So I mean, he's still wrestling. Yeah, his That's son's pretty it. good. I think it was trending on Twitter for something. I don't know. It's not never a good thing to be trending on Twitter these days. That, yeah, it could go really either way. Well, so, and is he making a child's show? He is making a children's show. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what exactly oh, what it was. Cast him so glad Yeah, it's like a luchador superhero children's show. Aww. And I don't know that's if it's exactly what it was. I don't even. It might be in. It might be Spanish language too. I'm not 100 percent sure. That's a, there used to be one back in the day. Lucho mucho. He was so cute. I've never heard of it. Tiny little cartoon luchador. Oh. I totally forgot about him. I used. I didn't watch him, but I know that show. It's funny you mentioned that. So for anybody still wondering what's going on in the match, they're still locked up. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a match going They're still <laughs> locked up. Um, they're literally doing, like, just traditional wrestling holds. Oh, here comes Tom Zink. He's oh, running around okay. pretty quick. All right. Oh, look at that, Steve. That there we go. goddamn cool. You're not yeah, a big fan okay. of the elbow drops? <laughs> now, see, now we're getting to some good action here. Okay, so see, I think you just like when people go fast, Steve. I do. I'm easy to please, I guess. <laughs> even if they're not going off the top rope, even if, if they just start running around quickly, um, that's true. you seem pretty like into it. I do like simulation like that, so you might be onto something. Oh, and see, like, we got, see, he's grabbing oh. something. He's got something in that knee pad. Okay. Um, I, you know I like what? This. I'm going to tell you right now, though, Steve, and I know this kind of goes against everything this show was founded on, but there's, a, there's like, a no blood policy at this point in WCW. So, well, um, I mean, that sucks. That sucks beyond <laughs> comprehension. Though. There's a reason why I don't think we've covered just... anything from this era because it is <laughs> there's I don't think they were, well, actually, no, I take that back because Ric Flair and we did cover that Ric Flair match from uh, a couple months prior to this. So I guess there was blood, but I don't think there's any in this pay-per-view, which is weird now that I think about it. Now, how I know I've asked this before, but I'm going to ask it again. In this time, during this time, how much would it cost to buy one of these pay per view, like for something like this? Do you have any idea? Not really. I think it's just it's hard to. I wasn't there, obviously, but I mean, I think <laughs> pay per view was a lot harder of a concept. Like it was a lot. Um, it was like a different. Like I think you actually had to buy like components for your TV. Like, hmm. you had to call your cable company and buy, like, a separate box that you, like, rented for this event almost. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, like, I think quite a process. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was, like, I mean, I'm going to say it was probably 50 bucks. Hmm. Okay. If for I, 1989? That kind of lines up with what I thought. Yeah. 
Because I think that I think the price actually really came down in the '90s. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was coming down here too. But I mean, there's a lot of um, like like early WrestleManias even too. They used to do what was called like closed circuit, which is pretty much you go to a movie theater, watch watch a wrestling event at a movie theater instead of buying like you buy a ticket to watch it um, there instead of having it in your home. So like I know that was kind of a big thing in the eighties. I don't know if that was still really a big thing here, but um, and I think closed circuit was just a big thing in general. Like even if you didn't have, even if it wasn't like wrestling, like I think um, they'd have like closed circuit like awards shows and closed circuit like uh, boxing matches. You could go to a movie theater and like pay and watch it live. So. <laughs> If you're if you're listening to this in 2020, you may not have movie theaters exist anymore. So. Yes, if you're in, listening to this in 2021, and all movie theaters have been uh, just you know demolished, and we're living in some sort of streaming only hellscape, um, yeah, you may be asking yourself, what was what 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 were movie theaters like? Well, I mean, they're still going to be around. They're just going to be owned by Amazon and Disney and Apple. And they're just going to be like the new Amazon movie theater to see only Amazon original movies. And When are we going to get to the point where we just have VR and you can just put a headset on and then be in a movie theater? Well, they already have that, actually. You can do that with any headset right now. But it's not like actual movies. But they also have like events you can do. Anyway, what's going on in this, uh, this match here? Kind of the same as before. Kind of the same. Yeah, there's a lot of just, like, uh, like again, locked up. Um, so Tom Zink, I guess, you know, like I said, he is, he's the one with the mullet. I guess they both kind of have mullets. But Tom Zink has the real mullet. He, he is a little bit more of a high flyer for this time period. I mean, there was luchadors at the time and stuff, and they were high flying. But I'm going to say for, like, kind of like a... Like a you know, just kind of generic white guy. He's a pretty high flyer for for this era. Like That's all I want. he might I go off the top ropes and like do like some kind of frog splash, which is you know the mo- the most we can hope for, I suppose. <clears throat> but yeah, you don't like this leg scissor, Steve? Um, I mean, I like the leg scissor. That's exciting, but I don't know. I wish it was like in mid air. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like they were falling and this was happening or something. Like in a free fall, that kind of thing. Also, mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask what you guys are drinking beer wise, but oh. it seems like it's going to be Bud Light. So. Oh my gosh, I no. am offended. It's Miller. This Light. is Miller Light. Thank you very much. Yeah. Ah, even worse. Okay. Actually, actually I'm going to go grab some more. So you guys, you guys continue bantering. I'm going to go grab some. more. It is, and I quote: "Quality, uncompromising, and unchanging." None of those are true, though. That's the thing. I know I'm a beer snob, and I try not to be. No, although I've had okay. maybe four beers this entire time since COVID began, which is weird. Oh, there was a point in know. time where we were, like, down in bottles of wine every night, like, because yeah, we were watching The Sopranos. The early COVID days when we were watching, yeah. When The Sopranos was on, you know you got it. You know you got to drink a, like, bottle of wine. Sure. And then we kept eating like pasta too. We just like yeah. turned semi Italian for some reason, which neither of us amazing. are. I'm it was. It was really nice. That's my paradise right there. Pasta, some good wine, shit. Yeah, Eric, although I've also, never seen the Sopranos. All of Sopranos the was on Amazon for like a little bit and then I think like HBO like snatched it back up. 
I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's an HBO show. It's something that I, I've watched the pilot maybe four different times, and I'm like, I'm going to watch this whole thing, and then, of course, I don't do it. So, Well, it, we, we it didn't get to the final season. It's so. an emotional roller coaster. It's a lot. Uh, it's apparently very good. I mean, obviously, I think that's a like pop culture, you know, household name of how good that show is. But one day I'll find out. So Tom Zink thrown to the floor out here. Yeah, he um, takes a big spill. <laughs> Really, uh, so I, I, I think we watched this forecast, and I kind of told yeah. you, like, Tom Zink is kind of like the, there's another guy coming up later in this show, but Tom Zink is one of the big female heartthrobs of this era. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> really. Okay. I, he's not my type. <laughs> really? He's just like, is that so? like, tan and, like, like not that that's bad, but like like overly Dan. Like I believe this guy was actually I believe Tom Zink is like famously was advertised as being a Mr. Minnesota. So Wow. This is, this is kind <laughs> wow. of like a, a time capsule of like what the what the ideal male form was in uh you know, Minneapolis at the time. Uh, I mean Minneapolis is like the two contestants he probably was up against was like a cow in a cornfield or something. Oh, oh we love all of our Minneapolis listeners. We love Prince. We love cows. I mean, if a cow if a cow listens to our podcast, I'm not going to stop. I mean, I'm... No, cows are pretty dumb. I wish that they were showing more like fans in the crowd because um, I feel like there's some fawning ladies over well, uh, as, Z-Man here. As far as I can see, everybody is sitting down. Which, to me, is, like, the ideal way to go to a concert or anything like that. A live event is to sit down and not do anything about it. <laughs> I will say, when we went to, we went and saw King Diamond, and we sat down pretty much for that one. There wasn't a lot of people there. It, yeah, it was not a very big show. And it was in a theater, like, with, like, theater seating. So it's kind of weird to stand up. Yeah, and then, like, you're blocking people when you stand up. And... Yeah, and we were on, like, the top row or whatever. And, yeah, like, we were surrounded by, like, like like middle-aged metalheads which was cool yeah but at the same time they don't really want to get up and wiggle yeah that's <laughs> that hurts true. Back. that's true so mike rotunda here going for the pin zinc kicks out i'm sorry he's technically going by z-man here so i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll call him that. it sounds like like a like a badly written like high school movie like it's the z-man z-man <laughs> It's uh, to me. I've always thought it sounds like like he's like sleepy, like Z, like Z's. Oh, like he's. <clears throat> and I'm not saying Tom Zink is boring. He actually, I think, passed away in the past couple of years. Oh, and I believe like kind of tragic. I believe kind of tragically because I think he was like super healthy. He looks quite healthy. I you know, suppose. Let me let me look that up while we're while we're watching this Tom Zink episode because yeah, he was not. But golly, is he like like almost offensively tan like. No, he's not. Compared like to some people in this era. Well, that that's interesting that you say that because I was just going to say like this the is the year. This is the decade is about to start of the tanning bed. Mm-hmm. Bring so, on the melanoma. So Tom Zink yeah. died at fifty nine. Oh, oh, too young. It's my parents' age. Yeah, that's not that I know, old because at all. I mention that every time we do a podcast. Uh, I, I was going to say too. Nineteen eighty nine is the year that my parents got married. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, and he just died of a a heart of an oh an enlarged heart. Ooh. Ooh, that'll do it. And he had some sort of plaque buildup, I suppose. Is that something you're born? That's with? the kind. That's the kind of thing that you don't you don't pick up on until it's way too late. Unfortunately, right. yeah. He he yeah. So he died from some sort of complication with it. I mean, it says, yeah. It, 
when you have an enlarged. I wonder if the wrestling had any, had anything to do with it. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not. I don't know. Well, probably. I mean, there's like I maybe mean, the '90s had something to do with it. Yeah, we've talked yeah, about that's probably it. Premature wrestling deaths on this show quite a bit. There's so, so many. Too often, I'll say it. Yeah. Too often. So Zing's I feel getting... like our blade, our blade jobber of the week is supposed to be like people of note, but now it's just like obituaries, really. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Yeah, I can't remember who the last one was, but it was uh, actually. I don't think it was a wrestler though. Oh, actually, no, it, it was. It. I'm sorry. It was. It was Road Warrior Animal. Oh. Who we're gonna cover on this episode? He's. he's... Do you remember the one before that? That was Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Oh, so, and there we he's go. Not a wrestler, but we know. got a we got a Z-Man victory. He kind of rolled up rotunda there at the end and the fans are going pretty crazy now oh and no he's oh oh my god (laughs) he hawked out a loogie that was kind of stringy Ew! it went back into his mouth he looks like a stringy kind of person so that kind of matches kind of yeah look at that mullet that is something else yeah cassie you got any insight on this i mean you're the expert here apparently well it's looking a little sweaty but well, yeah. I mean, I, that's that's normal for me. So I'm just I don't I look right past the sweat because it just is part of my life. So. I will say, yeah, a mullet should be kind of more like blow dried and dry. Yes. And, uh, you know. Well, I do like his mullet because it is truly business in the front, party in the back. Like if he put his hair behind his shoulders, you'd be like, "Well, that guy has a nice haircut." And then he turns around and you're like, "Wow." <laughs> Yeah, spreadsheets to the the, you know, the squared circle. Now, who is this honk on the right? So okay, <laughs> so we're back to whoever. Uh, what was this thing? Chris Cruz, and Chris Cruz. he is interviewing living legend Bruno San Martino, who is one of like, I mean, he like nineteen sixties wrestling legend. Oh my gosh! Like he held like the title for like I think like. 10 years or something it's something ridiculous like that oh god he like like no samarito san martino he looks like this you you can't tell me that this guy's never had somebody whacked before he looks like a (laughs) character like that yeah so he's like old school like new york wrestling like 60s maybe even 50s like this dude knew like mob guys um it was back like when like wrestling was like like the the cat was was not out of the bag yet. Like people thought this shit was real, and like that was like his era of um, I, of wrestling. When it, in, on one hand, he looks super tough and scary, but then on the other hand, that bow tie kind of brings him down. Yeah, well, it's because he's he's so funny enough. So they're interviewing him because he is going to be refereeing the Terry Funk electrified cage match. <laughs> so, man. Electrified cage match. There's nothing yeah. more badass than that. All right, talking about mullets here. <laughs> wow, now that's we, now Cassie. Get your peepers ready because I want to know all about these. Boys. He looks like he just walked off stage of maybe like a like a poison concert. Is yeah, poison a thing Steel yet? Here? Poison's a thing, and Cassie's talking about Bobby Eaton, who is one of the Midnight Express, and I'm gonna say one of the. One of the best mullets of uh, it's he dedi- dedicated himself to that mullet because yeah. it was long and it's really kind of feathered in the front um, and it, yeah it's, it's like coming mid back oh not mid back but definitely like a good couple inches down below the shoulders oh yeah he's got no business all party honestly yeah. and his partner is uh, Stan Lane who I don't really know if we would even call what he has a mullet it's almost his long hair but. 
Uh, I think he just needs a haircut. I guess it's kind of short on the sides. It's kind of like Lex some, Luger's hair. He has some face framing layers. Yeah. And then oh, we have... guys just going... <laughs> yeah, then we also have Dr. Death, Steve Williams, <laughs> who... He's, he is what he is. You know, I don't think this is his best era. He's one of those guys who, like, is fine, but he had, he really got big in Japan, so... But yeah, this we're right now we're looking at Sweet Stan Lane. Um, I guess it's a mullet. Uh, I mean, I guess by definition, yeah. But, but when you're next to Bobby Eaton with his mullet, yeah, you just you let him, you let him do his thing. Oh wow. Okay. And we've got some pyrotechnics. <laughs> yeah. Next up here we have the uh, Smo and SWAT team. So these guys, <laughs> <laughs> these guys are, I'm gonna say, <laughs> most notable for. Um, being uh, part of the, I'm, I'm, I'm going to butcher this name, even though I've heard it a million times, the Anoa'i family, which is the Anoa'i, yeah. Anoa'i, which is Ro- the Rocks family, Roman Reigns. Is that guy even Samoan? Um, uh, that, no, that is uh, B- the Big Kahuna, oh. <laughs> who, I, who is also Oliver Humperdinck, who oh. is also, uh, no. Say, he's got like, he looks like... Like someone in my family. Yeah, no, he's, uh, you know, you don't need to be Samoan to be a manager of Samoans. Well, if you're going to call yourself the Big Kahuna, <laughs> I would expect you to be Samoan. So these guys are all related in one way or another. They're all either cousins or I, some of them might even be brothers or uncles. But um, the man with the uh, lay on his head is uh, Fatu. Who would go on to become Rikishi in WWF? He's Jimmy and Jay Uso's father. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I these just... these guys are uh, you know they're big Samoans. You know, this is back when like Samoans were like, I mean not that Samoans aren't like still wrestling, but like this they, they were like always portraying like Islander Samoan people. Yes. I. I have we covered any Samoans yet, Steve? Like, I don't think so. I don't think so I really either. I don't think so, no. I mean, they're, uh, I'm not going to say they're, like, kind of, like, a comedy gimmick, but they're, uh, they're definitely, like, uh, kind, kind of. They have palm trees on their pants. They're definitely, like, playing <laughs> characters. <laughs> I was going to mention the palm trees and how much I love their pants. I, I would like to get a copy of that copy. Get a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> Send a fax. <laughs> incoming mail so we have the midnight express here who is like infamous bad guy heel tag team from the 80s i'm not really sure why dr death is with them but you know i'm sure if we were listening to the actual audio they might be explaining some of it but doctor because dr death i think was kind of you know he in the scheme of uh like you know, D&D alignments. He's kind of more like a chaotic neutral character mm. where he, you know, will go either way. Yes. Kind of like Stone Cold. I was just going to say yeah. that. So, you know, this is another match where it's it's a th- six-man tag. Um, so, I figured for this match we could really talk about some news and stuff. Well, I would just like to oh. say quickly. Oh, is that Sting? We had some Halloween costumes and I know that it wasn't Sting. Oh. But. I would just like to say if you're if you're just listening to this and you're wondering what the Samoan SWAT team looks like. Oh, yes. I would just like to say, um, think about the 
Samoan guy from Rocket Power. That's uh, what. Tito. That's what Reggie, Tito. 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 Yeah. And he would go, always go aloha. As the ancient Hawaiians used to say, yeah. yada yada. Yeah, and as such, all three of them look like that guy, which is just a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it paints a picture, though. It does the job that you need for this, you know. And I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but I'm not a big fan of barefoot wrestlers. I thought you were going to say Rocket Power. No. Uh, Rocket yeah, Power, I no, Rocket Power was great. Quit. I'm going to say barefoot wrestlers I'm not Rocket... a big fan of, with the exception of the Samoans. Yes. Because they're just, you know. Well, who's that guy with the surfer gimmick that we can't stand? Oh, that's Matt Riddle. Currently. Yeah. He's not really a surfer gimmick. He's like a bro gimmick. I don't like him. Rocket Power isn't great. It's like the best cartoon that was on when we were younger. Dude, I wanted to be Reggie so bad. I thought she was so oh. cute. Yeah, that show is one of my favorite, like you know, childhood Nickelodeon shows. It's a good one. It is good. I will not. I will not handle any slander of that series on this podcast <laughs> Never. at all. All right, Steve. So you want to give us some news before before we uh, before we get in yes. before we get into sure. this match, Steve. Give us some news, and we'll, we'll I'll throw to some of the action in the in the in the ring. How the hell are but, you, Steve? But give us some give us some news. I'm okay. I'm not feeling great, but I was COVID tested today, and I was negative, so I don't care what's causing it anymore. Well, I just uh, don't. I'll hope do you, I hope you don't here. have strep throat or something. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it is. I think you know, honestly, I think it's just fall allergies that are oh, messing me up. So do I'm it. not gonna, I'm not too worried about it. So uh, some quick news. Did you guys ever see Don't Breathe? Yes. From yes. Years ago. Did you like it? I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really good. It was really fun. There's a sequel coming out. Um, this is the big news for that is that Stephen Lang's back as the uh, you know blind man. Oh. Um, I guess that's big news because of course you know the, her, the he was a pretty integral part of the first one. So. Um, I, I'm assuming it's going to be a different director, though, which is, you know, already a bad sign. But what are you going to do? So that's a, that's a little – I mean, as so before I even continue this news, as we are all aware, movies are shit and they're gone now. So there's not a lot of, like, a big exciting news. Um, these next two I have here are basically just, like, delays again. Ghostbusters, which – my twin brother has a weird fascination with Ghostbusters. Always has. I don't know why. Anyway, that's it moving does hold to next. It does. It does. It does. Um, and this is actually kind of cool. It's moved to next next July of 2021. I think it was pushed to March. It was supposed to come out this summer. It got pushed to I believe March and then now July. Although July, it's opening now on the exact same day. I think like what 32 years or so after the first one to the day. Oh, which is kind of cool. If it's fitting, right? That's cool. I mean, I. I, yeah, is that I, the I, one with um, the kid from Stranger Things? It is indeed. It, it yeah. is. I was just—I I would have yep. loved for that to come out around Halloween, though. Yeah, like I don't want to go yeah, see. I mean, sense. I get it. Like it's like blockbuster time. Like, but I don't want to go see Ghostbusters like on a hot July day. Yeah, it's weird. Also directed by Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son. I mean, Jason Reitman's been around for, you know, years and years now, but it's kind of cool that he's doing that. Um, last thing I have here is Candyman next year, August 27th of next year, confirmed. Now, we've ranted about this enough, but I really think they fucked up by not putting this in drive-ins in this, you know, right about now. Did I tell you, Steve, that there's, I think I mentioned this last time, that there is some something big is coming to Shudder at the end of the month. And I'm wondering if Shudder would maybe – I don't know if they, – they probably wouldn't get it. Like What I'm thinking they would do is if they get a big movie, they might do it kind of like how they do Joe Bob. And they actually do it on their like live, live channel. 
So you have to subscribe and you have to tune in at a certain time to watch. I'm, not, I'm wondering if they would maybe get a big movie and say, hey, we're premiering such and such movie October 30th. Tune in live to watch it. You know, it's not going to be like streaming on demand, but you could watch it live for that time. I don't know. I'd be curious to see if they would try something like that. Um, I hope so. And I'll, I'll admit to you, I did see that. I was going to add that to these notes here, but I wasn't quite understanding what the hell it was talking about. So I was like, I'm not going to worry about that right now. So yeah. I'm glad you mentioned it. Because, yes, Shudder has like, so it has like, a, you know, it has like their on-demand movies, which is like what we use for a lot of our content here. But they have that um, just like live stream that actually kind of works like a, just like a digital TV channel. So yeah, it's like a constantly streaming right. thing. And I I believe I actually might be around seven bucks a month now for Shutter. Yeah. Even that's a pretty good deal for that. I think it's a pretty good you know it's a considering how much other places charge is uh, you know six or seven bucks a month for Shutter is not a not a bad deal. And you can get a, you can get a billion different like thirty day trials, seven day trials. So yeah, so I'm just saying it's keep keep your it. eye out for that next week because I think it's I think it's gonna be a. It's not going to be like a wait till the day of surprise. I think they're going to announce it next week to try and bump up some subscribers. So. Sure. A lot, a lot of spitting going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of spitting. Uh, um, yeah, back to this match real quick. I don't know if you saw Dr. Death. He did that kind of like football lineup, like tackle thing. Like I did see that, that's, yeah. That's kind of his gimmick, and that's kind of why I'm not a huge fan of him. Like he kind of plays into like this like I'm an ex-football player thing a little too much. Um, but you know, that's just me. You know, I, I'm sure some people like it. The people in Japan loved it, but. Hmm. Oh, speaking of, um, you know, streaming real quick, shout out to a uh, Peacock has a bunch of the old universal monster movies There you go. on it. That's how I watched, uh, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein last night. Dracula, those are all on Peacock. Um, they have ads because Peacock sucks. So. You know, I mean, I guess it doesn't suck for a lot of people, but I'm the kind of guy I'll pay extra to get rid of them. But even Peacock Premium has ads still, which is, uh, you know, bullshit. But I mean, we watch Hulu with ads. Yeah. We're, you know. I got rid of the ads to binge watch all of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I never went back. Yeah. Maybe we'll upgrade. Yeah, we're thinking about upgrading because we don't even get, like, we have, like, the lowest of the low Hulu that we actually yeah. share with my sister. Thanks, Jill. So, <laughs> it's... Yeah, we're missing a bunch of good content on there, but... Yeah, you're really... I mean, Hulu has, to me, one of the better, like, movies selection on there, surprisingly a lot, but I would recommend going ad-free for Hulu, especially... I mean, I I did it for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is, you know, I mean, it's just commercial break every 10 seconds, so... Mm. um, And I was able to hammer through that whole series, which I adore now, uh, pretty quick because of that. So, but yeah, Peacocks—they got all the Universal. Not all of them, but they have a lot of them. A lot of the big hitters. So, so I guess speaking of streaming, we did we we, we did uh, venture into the house of of Bloomhouse. Is that what they're, what are they oh, is that what they're calling yeah. it? Oh, oh the Bloomhouse. Welcome to the Blumhouse. The Blumhouse. Yeah, we we checked out one of the movies last week. You watched one with with, with uh, my girlfriend Sydney Sweeney, didn't you? Nocturne, I believe, is Nocturne. Um, and I hear, I hear none of them are good. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> it was sounds about. It right. was a really cool like concept, I think, mm-hmm. but it was just lacking a little bit, just because of the fact that they decided to go with not a, scary, a, not scary, and also like a 
these kids were in high school, which I don't like because they're like making out with each other and I'm an adult and I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah. fair. It, oh no, they were oh, I guess they were in high school. Yeah. But yeah, it just was boring. I it, thought. Yeah, it really was. It could have been so cool, but it could have been so much scarier. Yeah. Um, it was kind of what I was expecting. I know, and I know we just watched one of the Blumhouse ones. And if you're saying they're all bad, I mean, if this was kind of an uh, like what to expect with the rest of them, like I don't know if I'm going to check any more out. Yeah, I mean, we watched the trailers for all of them, and Nocturne seemed like the most interesting. Yeah, there was another one with that guy walking on his on his all fours. Yeah, the one with the uh, it's like the black guy who has like the um, psychotherapy kind of. Yes. I don't remember what that one Kinda was Kind of like called. Get Out vibes, though, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, which wouldn't surprise me, yeah. being Bloomhouse and all, but yeah, I don't um, know. I mean, it was kind of what I was expecting. I don't know if we're going to dip back into any more of of those, but... Well, I think if I'm... I could be wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, I hear that Nocturne's the best one. Oh, so God. Oh, boy. Take that as you will, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it had some fun stuff, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, I'm going to... I actually have a... I was going to ask, like, what was the kind of uh, highs and lows of what we watched this of so far? And I, I would say Nocturne is one of my lows. Uh, one of my highs is House of Wax. We'll get to the highs and Starring lows. Starring Paris Hilton. We'll get to those. We'll get to those. Have you guys ever seen um, The Boys, the show The Boys? No. We're not really big Ooh. on, like, we haven't been watching any TV other than Ghost Adventures <laughs> lately. Pinching Ghost Adventures. I think you guys would like the boys on Amazon. Um, there's also a movie on Shutter that, and, and what I like to do in this podcast is recommend movies I haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is no exception. A movie called Scare Me. Um, yeah. I'm hearing a lot of really, really good things about that, and I would like to check it out myself. But I figure before that, I'll just let you guys know. Yeah, I've heard of it. That's like one of the that was like one of the Shutter exclusives that came out for Halloween. Um, I heard it's, like, very kind of, like, Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of, like, just kind of talking back and forth, kind of like My Dinner with Andre, but they kind of use a lot of special effects to kind of enhance the storytelling. Okay. Yeah, um, I just heard it's, like, a very meta meta horror movie. Plus it has Aya Cash from You're the Worst and Now the Boys, who I absolutely love. I think she's an incredibly underrated actress with a lot of talent, and I think she'll get her... Do that she deserves sooner or later. So, you definitely watch it for Aya Cash. So, what's happening in this? In this so, <laughs> I, I've actually, but I actually kind of just—I was watching this. It's actually pretty fun. They just threw Bobby Eaton onto the K, uh, like crotched him on the guardrail. Um, the Samoans are kind of like you know playing this like the '80s Samoan character of just like being kind of like wild men and just like going crazy. Chaotic neutral, right? Um, they're having fun. They're having fun out there. They're literally just like throwing these guys around. They're big boys. They are big boys. Feels good to be represented on that screen. You know? <laughs> big sweaty boys. You're feeling pretty seen with the uh, with the Samoans out there. The the big fat sweaty Samoans. The mo time. So, but yeah, I mean, this match, yeah, it still goes. So this one actually right here is Fatu, and that is the Usos' father, who would go on okay. to become Rikishi. Now, Rikishi, I'm aware of. I believe we may have... Yeah. Used, uh, Rikishi would do the stink face. Um, you know, he's a, he, he, he's a, he was a big, like, Attitude Era staple. Okay. Um, big guy. 
And you're right. These guys are having a blast. Oh, yeah, man. That's what it's all about. And they're all family, you're saying? I mean, come on. I th- in, in, a, in, in like, some sort of extended way, yes, I sure. believe. But Bobby Eaton's mullet is really taking a beating. It is. Yeah, because they can just grab onto it and use it as a weapon against him. I mean, yeah. you got to – I'd be cutting that off. I mean, granted, it's probably his image, and, you know, it's probably insured, you know. But, I mean, come on, man. we gotta we got to get rid of that. It's a hazard. So, but yeah, this match is still this this is this is one of the longer ones, um, probably because it's a six man tag. Um, mm-hmm. This is actually, like I said, the beginning of this show is honestly not the most exciting. Like, I, I, of all the Halloween Havocs, I don't think this is one of the best ones. Um, oh, it's the first one, you know. I mean, yeah, our first that's episode. True. Well, that was great. Our first episode was amazing, obviously, as they all are. But oh, um, big Kahuna here. I feel like that, yeah, that's that, what I'm gonna look like in like 50 years. Oh my god, you're gonna grow up. You're gonna grow a, like a, a six inch beard like that. Maybe. I think you could pull it off. Thank you. But I, I think the you. the rest of this, the rest of the the show after, like next week's episode is gonna be fucking great. It, like the match that we were gonna end with tonight, which is actually the Doom Steiner Brothers match. Um, it's good. But it's, like, leading up to, like, the main part of the show, which we have, like, Lex Luger. Uh, we have uh, Sid Vicious. You know, we got, like, we got a lot of big-name guys coming in. So it's it, it gets it gets much better. The undercard is pretty lackluster here. So you're basically saying it's like Avengers Endgame at the end, right? If I can bring it. Mm-hmm. Listen, all of my beloved Marvel movies are being pushed out way too far, so I have to have some sort of mention of the mcu in this episode can't, I have can't left, disney just like throw some to streaming well disney apparently has started to shift all of their focus on streaming now which really shatters my heart into a million pieces but at the same time i can't say i blame them so got it <sighs> well you know i guess i i guess i feel for you i don't know i'm not a big marvel fan as you know so i do <laughs> i know now who just he just bit him right in the arm? He yeah, just bit it and left a mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you think That's about the them? We're gonna get to a blade job here, huh? Yeah. Uh, we nothing to think about. It. There might be a blade job in the Terry Funk match. I, I don't remember. Oh. So don't don't Big quote me there. on that. But um, what do you think of Bobby Eaton's mullet now, Cass? That it's gone through three Samoans. Uh, it's about I don't know, 10, fifteen minutes into this match. It's a long match. It is looking a bit disheveled, and I think that's pretty rock and roll. Maybe it makes the mullet better. Mm-hmm. Is a mullet ever is a mullet ever not disheveled? I feel like a mullet just by nature is disheveled. I feel like ah. Billy Ray Cyrus's mullet was always pretty sculpted. Yeah, I feel like there's some good sculpted mullet. I think his came out pretty sculpted. I, I think when, when right. he came out, yeah, that was his not brand. after the Samoans got their piece of it for sure. All right, My so brother. while while we're while we're waiting for this match to wrap up here, all right, I got some I got some Halloween questions for you guys. Oh, okay. All right. Speaking of Ghostbusters, okay. I go to Halloween movie. Go to Halloween children's movie or or movie that's like a family movie. Oh. What do you guys? I, I, there's some obvious ones out there, but I'm just curious what you guys go with. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm not a guy who is um, of traditions mm-hmm. except for when blade job 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my answer, and it's unfortunately for the first time in 50 years not gonna be on TV. Oh boy! And that is that Charlie Brown's Halloween special because it is now exclusive to Apple TV Plus. That's the that's the world we live in now. So call me crazy. Oh God! I don't understand the appeal of Charlie Brown. It's nice. It's just it's, it's it's comfortable. It's a nice cozy thing to watch for sure. Yeah, just like the Christmas one. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've seen the Great Pumpkin and I've seen the Christmas one and I think I've. Is there a Thanksgiving one too? Yes, there is. I, and yes. Snoopy plays football. Like, oh yeah, that's a good episode. <laughs> yeah, a good movie, whatever you want to call it. They're all just like fine. They're cozy. They're that's cozy. All I can say you are very cozy. You and I don't even watch them often. I just that's like if I had to give an answer, I would give that one because I'm just not like a traditions guy. You okay. Know, I don't watch well, anything for like Christmas and yada yada. Eric was like not a big like children's show watcher even as a child. He was like too cool. No, I he was wasn't. like uh, I was watching Sci-Fi Channel. Get out of here! No, I wasn't. That's I for like... babies. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Steve likes the Great Pumpkin. Sure. Um, it's fine. Okay. Well, I think this match just ended. Actually, um, it did. We'll the get Samoans to Cassie's won. pick after after this match. Okay. But Samoans did win. They pulled it off. They were really I'm going crazy. Is that, I, if I'm Maltese, is that close to like this kind of culture? Can I consider myself? What is Maltese? Isn't that like Italian? No. It's, uh, it's it's Sicilian Maltese. It's its own thing, but it's born from Sicilian blood. Mm-hmm. Um, which also makes sense. I use my hands a lot to gesture, so I might have to deal with it, you know? You also have lovely, thick brown hair. I do, thank you. I'm actually going to buzz it all off on Tuesday for the first time ever. Whoa. I've decided it, so it's going to be gone. I'm sure it'll grow back. I did the buzz. Well, that's why it's I a good call. I just, I, I'm the most unpicky guy when it comes to my hair, Like, so why not experiment? I live alone in COVID. With the, who's going to see it? So I'm just going to shave it all off. Well, I'm... I have discovered that I am actually pretty good at buzzing heads if you need some help. That's very good to know because yeah. I was just going to pay someone to do it. But if you're pretty good at it, I might just have you do it for me it's instead. It's a lot of fun. So here okay. we here we have the man himself. Oh. Uncle Terry. Um, man, that body is chiseled beyond comprehension. He actually is really looking pretty good shape here. Yeah, because I remember I think maybe a couple weeks ago we were we were watching something with – uncle funk in it yeah and he just looked like i think i said i'm like god he just looks like one of those guys that's just like naturally like jacked but not jacked well because he's a farmer yeah yeah but right here he has like a six pack so yeah so um yeah terry actually is looking really good here um this is he's still pretty old though he's got to be in his like (laughs) mid 40s here born old um so he Benjamin buttoned himself <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, so he he's not he's not that young here, but uh, he is he is in good shape for sure. Yeah, he's seventy six years old right now. What the hell? Yeah, he's old. I mean, I guess that make that matches his time. You know, that makes sense. Thirty years, but um, that's wild. Cuban assassin. He's here. Okay, yeah. So this is maybe the worst match on the show here. I have a feeling this is not very. Not very PC. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, we have. The- Not that I was like, expecting it. Oh God, who's we, this? We have the Cuban assassin, and then we have Wildfire Tommy Rich coming out here. White. Um, yes. Yeah, that's all. That's pretty. It hurts my eyes when the light reflects Seriously, off of it. This- and honestly, if it if it wasn't COVID right now, you could probably still see Wildfire Tommy Rich 
doing an indie wrestling show no in way. a town near you at 64. This blouse. Oh, wow. he took it off. He's still, <laughs> he's still making the rounds to this day. Um, I got to tell you, uh, we, we've been doing this podcast for a couple, few years now, and every single time I see these spandex, I think, I got to get into one of these sometime. <laughs> I just, I feel like, I don't know, something about it, how it's, like, not sexual at all, even though it's, like, dangerously close to being it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but look at he's, like, not um, that in shape. No, he's a little doughy, which yeah. I appreciate. Body positivity for all. <laughs> so I like the word doughy. Tommy Rich is probably, I'm going to say, like, at least for me, I, you know, I didn't grow up watching this shit, but I grew up and I remember seeing him in ECW, and he was the the head of the full-blooded Italians. Um, he went okay. by the name Big Don there. And, what is this movie keeps pulling off? Uh, that's like a, it's like I mean, a, it's a, it's a, it's like a body probably, slam yeah. kind of. Yeah, I don't know if there's a name to it, but yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's just a classic body slam, but he's really getting off a few of those, you know? But yeah, for, is that velvet? Is this spandex velvet? It looks uh, like a crushed velvet. It, it could be. It, it could be like it a, might be just like a pattern. Yeah, spandex. I mean, I would love to wear like a vel- velvet spandex. Uh, yeah, that, that does look kind of like. I a, think it is. It is I think velvet. it is velvet. It's, it's got to be, man. I love that. I'm into it. I love that wildfire is on his butt. Yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah younger generations, go look up Tommy Rich, ECW, Big Don. Good. That's that's some good. That's some good. That's some fun stuff. It's um, some good eats. Good it's eat. some good eats. Yeah, he's got. He, he really. He really does up the Italian accent. So who is this Cuban? Okay, next up we got the. His name is literally a Cuban assassin at this time. Is he actually Cuban? Uh, he is actually Cuban. Okay. Okay. Um, he he mainly wrestled in Puerto Rico through the eighties. Um, his name's David Canal. 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 Yeah, probably Connell. Um, apparently, he's an owner of Crazy Dave's in, uh, <laughs> in Crazy Dave's Sports Bar in Largo, Florida. So, any all of our nice. Largo listeners, check out Crazy Dave's. I mean, unless it's still open with COVID, who knows anymore? Um, Get some takeout. And he's yeah, probably yeah. like one of the things that's probably I thought was most interesting about him is he was. Uh, trained by uh hiro masuda who is like legendary japanese wrestling trainer trained the great muda trained scott hall razor ramon trained lex luger and also trained you know some you know little indie star named hulk hogan (laughs) so yeah so i mean this guy comes from a long line of uh just like great students of uh, Hiro Masuda, so um, he, so he can hold his own. I mean, he spent a lot of time in uh, Puerto Rico, like I said, but you know he's he's uh you know this is another one of those matches where it's uh, for the time this was like probably a pretty hot feud. You know, Americans were probably not like you can see like this like dude yelling shit in the front row. Like who knows what kind of ungodly things he's <laughs> yeah. yelling about Cuba at the time. Speaking of I, not PC, I kind of got to hand it to like any minority that kind of played up their their yeah. ethnicity, con- their Persona. controversial ethnicity in America at the yeah. time because that takes a lot of gusto. I think. Well, I mean, to that was the actively iron, put yourself on the line, like the that. Iron Cheek to a T by Ooh, doing the yeah. doing the Iranian. Uh, gimmick in the mid 80s with all those hostage crises and stuff 
and just like spitting on people and things like he really like i think he could have been killed and people would have like celebrated it because they didn't realize he was playing a character right and uh um, well he would do well today because uh, in oh, this yeah. episode in this show because everyone's spitting so it's That's perfect true. was he even actually middle eastern or was yeah he, he was, was from i think he was actually from iran oh okay he was from some middle eastern country because he actually was like a big like olymp like he was in the olympics Oh, that's cool. Stuff. But same with like uh, the Russians of the of the eighties mm. playing, you know, all, playing up those gimmicks where people would just boo and throw <laughs> I stuff on them. I think I love the Russian gimmick the most. It's just so <laughs> ridiculous. And I do know that, like, I think some of the Russian guys, like Ivan Koloff, like I don't think none of them were Russian. I don't think they were actually just like Russian last names. Yeah, they were just like guys from like Missouri. <laughs> who were just like, oh, you have, like, dark hair. Like, why don't you cut it, like, with, like, a flat top and just say you're Russian? Or their mom one day was like, did you know that we're actually a little bit Russian? And yeah. they were like, that's it. Yeah. I think literally they were why just like. that one woman in the background sitting opposite? Look at her. She's looking the opposite direction. Yeah, she she's, she's security. She's making sure they don't security. throw paper at the Cuban assassin. What is she thinking? She's like, ah, that's all happening right behind my back. I got a best seat in the house, and it's that's true. The we got we got Mister Cool here in the front row too. Sunglasses indoors. Yeah, sitting they, next to his pretty blonde girlfriend. He could be blind. Oh, that's so. Oh no. Yeah, Cassie. I really hope he's not blind. <laughs> okay, this is our last episode. Now that we're now that we're on to Cass here, though. Okay, we heard Steve likes the Great Pumpkin. What do you What are you thinking for your go to kids Halloween movie? Uh, for kids or not? Okay, just say family. Family friendly. Like maybe something I, you saw when you were younger. I would just have, say Hocus Pocus. I was right? just Everyone gonna say yeah, answer. probably Hocus Pocus. <laughs> or you know what? Halloween Town holds up. Okay. I like the Halloween. The skeleton talk. taxi driver. Spooky. He's pretty fun. fun. Okay. His eyebrow bones move. Now I will say this: I was, I, I obviously like most intelligent children. I was all about the Nickelodeon cartoons in the day. I did not watch Disney Channel crap. I, I in fact, I deleted the, the channel from my TV when I was like nine years old. What you could do that? I don't know why. You could like yeah. Yeah. Apparently you could do that. I didn't know that. So well, I then before, how could you, know, you Xfinity and everything? So how could you watch Hannah Montana? I, That's I awful. didn't. I didn't watch any. I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen one Disney Channel original movie. Well, I'm also kind of um, younger than you guys too. I'm yeah, the young one here. So. Yeah, Steve's old, and you're a little younger than me. So you're <laughs> I'm you're not that old. I'm just kind of old. <laughs> You're my sister's age. I'm kind of with you, though, Steve. I was not a big Disney fan either. Like, I oh didn't watch, like, I-, I was a big Cartoon Network fan. I actually Oh, I definitely was jumped in between the Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. That was yeah. the only two, really. Nickelodeon was really good. Wild Thornberries. Yeah. Uh, Nick- Rocket Power, Hey Arnold, yeah. I mean, Rugrats. You can't, be, you can't beat it. Mm-mm. Fairly Odd Parents. Have you ever heard of, like, oh, the crazy um, Nickelodeon movies, Steve? Like, the... There was the one, like, banned Nickelodeon movie. I think it's called, like, Crybaby Street or uh, Crybaby. It Candle Cove. It's a cry. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name. It was like it's a, probably exactly what they want to happen. It was a canceled Disney or uh, Nickelodeon once. movie. And it was, like, too, like, fucked up for kids to watch. Crybaby Lane, I think it was called. I think it was called Crybaby Lane. It, 
it it, ate, it aired once, and oh, yeah. so many parents like complained about yeah. it. They never showed it again. Let me look this up. But it was awesome. Yeah, it was like a really controversial Nickelodeon like live action movie. Watch me look this up and have like PTSD flashbacks. No, I yep. think I think it was Cry a little. It was way before your time. No, it was in two thousand. Well, yeah, I was pretty young. Yeah, you weren't. You don't think you were watching? I was like in kindergarten. <laughs> and because I, I don't even think I remember seeing it. If I even did see it. Um, I think I would have remembered it, but I don't. I don't think I saw it. Oh no, I never saw it. I don't think. But yeah, it's kind I of. I mean, oh, it sure looks kind of scary. Actually, seen it. It kind of lives on in like cult, like pop culture lore now. Um, wow. Kind of like Squidward's suicide. Yeah. That actually, you know, that didn't actually happen, but you get the. Oh idea. my god! It's like the. Um, there's another one too, like Mr. Boggin or something. It's like an old Disney movie that I guess is like really fucking creepy for kids. Phantom at the Megaplex well, was pretty fun. Okay. What was it? Phantom. Well, I know. I know. Say that again. Sorry. Phantom of the Megaplex. I don't think I've ever heard yeah, of that. Yeah, I don't even know if I've heard of that. It was really good. Is that a Disney Channel one? Yeah, a DCOM. Oh. Okay. A Disney Channel no original wonder. movie. See, that's the thing. I, I never really... I mean, everybody likes Disney movies when they're a kid, but the Disney Channel movies were like... In, my, in the early 2000s were just... Mwah. Yeah, I like Smart House. Oh, Okay, so quickly going back to wrestling here. Tommy oh. Rich won the, won the match, and we have uh, two dudes here. Gorgeous Jimmy Jam Garvin and P.S. Michael Hayes, um, the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, are either of these considered mullets? What is going on, Cassie? Steve, feel free to chime in as well. Well, I just feel like this is just a free flow. No sculpts, no layers, just letting it fly. Actually, Jimmy has some bangs, I must say. Yeah, so Jimmy's the one with the dark hair. Michael's the one with the blonde hair. They they look like they're cosplaying as you and Brent when you guys dressed up as hair band rock yeah. stars for Halloween. My favorite part now, of... If I, can, if I can pop in here, yes, pop, second, yes. I gotta say... Continuing the idea of representation as somebody else with a lot of chest hair, I'm loving what I'm seeing. Oh, yeah. Michael Hayes there with the white shirt. Yeah. That is a lot of chest hair. I like how the jacket's kind of zipped all the way down to just, you know, uh, have the chest hair exploding on the camera. I'm here for that now. Okay. Who do we Whoa. have here? Yeah, what do we have here? That's a great question. Like these, these, guys, these guys are a walking discovery zone right before your eyes. So we have, um, we have uh, Johnny. I think his name was Johnny Ace at this time. So we have Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas. So Shane Douglas again would go on to be like a huge part of ECW. He's the shorter one, um, and then we have. Uh, so Aww. that's Michael. That's that's the oh, kid. That's Johnny oh, Ace. God, just throw him back in the crowd. Johnny Ace with the mullet. There, he's got a hell of a mullet too. Actually, oh, that was sweet. And his name is very is very really a relative. You know, it, yeah. it matches what he looks like, Johnny Ace. So it's like an <laughs> SSX tricky character. So this is like pre Rocket Power. Um, this is this is probably what inspired Rocket Power. The dynamic dudes, yeah. These shorts are coming back in style, my brother. You know what they do? They do have. They both do have mullets. Not that I see uh, Shane's hair too. Absolutely. Oh, um, there go the shorts. Which I'm kind of sad about because those those were a good looking. They shorts. were good looking. I wouldn't mind a pair. 
Um, so, funny enough, so Johnny Ace, the taller of the two. Oh, boy, here comes these fucking clowns. I, I can't even keep up with all these all the characters here. This is nuts. So, oh, this is- before I get into the whole Johnny Ace thing, these two. So, we have the Freebirds coming out here. I love how Michael Hayes doesn't even, he didn't even bring the belt to the ring. O- only one of them has a belt. Jimmy Garvin's wearing the belt. Michael PSA doesn't even have a belt on. Uh, they're just kind of they're they're rock and roll to the most extreme, I guess. They're fun. I love the energy. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I'm a fan of the energy. It's not for me. I'm not. You know, I'm too old for that now. You're not that energetic, uh, Steve. I like how I'm, I've slowed down a bit in my uh, in my just about to turn thirty age of my old geezerness. You know. I think if we ever had to do if we were ever going to do a Halloween costume, Steve, I think this has to be it. The, me and you have to that. be the Freebirds. I guess that I've got, would be perfect. I've got the belly. I've got the chest hair. Throw you in a blonde mullet wig, and I'll get the curly brown wig. Well, he... I've always, I've always told you that you, you and I need to wear more wigs in our lives. Man. <laughs> but I... yeah, Jimmy here has the one belt. I don't know where the other belt is. He just threw it on the ground. He doesn't give a shit about this thing. I love how, um, stylistically, these two separate partners of men are like completely polarizing of the mm-hmm. current time yeah like there's some skater dudes in neon and then we have like the cool metal guys with, like <laughs> like spandex. it seems like one is like it seems like one is the 80s leaving and the other one is the 90s coming in yes. exactly yeah like tony hawk like tony hawk is like just kind of getting started here oh it, michael hayes is just walking it back all day. Oh, oh, literally. Not the best moonwalk, but he's... <laughs> Ooh, that was bad. I mean, the, the confidence, though, is all you need, right? Yeah, the confidence is what makes it, honestly. I'm into it. It's it's, it's infectious, for sure. Okay, so he's in the ring here with, with uh, Shane Douglas, who, like I said, would go on to be like a pretty big star in ECW. Super controversial. Um, here he's doing like a childhood skater gimmick. Mm. Kind of fun. Um, I like the chest hair. Yeah, it looks good on him. It oh, does. Hell yeah. I'm like glad you said I, that. You're raising my own confidence. Well, yes, I'm an adult woman. I like men with chest hair. Yes. You got if these guys, if I do these have, guys I do have some chest together, hair for being a blonde blonde person. Oh, my, I'm loving the jumping. If these guys mix together, they become MTV, I feel like. That's <laughs> yes. what if you mix them together. We've got, like, like Poison, once again, Poison. And, uh, like, Marky like, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, like, early, like, hip-hop. <laughs> like, uh, like kind of, like, uh, almost like Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, kind of that era of, like... Uh, Pre-Prince. Pre-Fresh Prince. Yeah, pre-Fresh Prince. Like, pre-like gangster rap. Yeah. Like, when it was kind of like... Uh, I don't want to... Run DMC. Yeah, I don't want to say silly rap, because that's... I feel like it demeaning. Is but it is kind of silly. Oh, the good thing is about this show is that they're probably drinking the same beer you guys are. <laughs> probably. So, um, the other dynamic dude, other than Shane Douglas here, who's in the corner, is uh, Johnny Ace. And he's pretty much, like, he's he still works for WWE. He's, like, a big backstage uh, person, like, personnel pers- guy. But he's also super well-known for being the stepfather of the Bella Twins. Um, oh yeah, and brother of Road Warrior Animal, oh. who we're going to be covering again later, who also just sadly passed away. So big wrestling family on? from Johnny Ace here. Okay, can you imagine being like 
oh, Uncle Animal's here. <laughs> that, I mean, it'd be kind of fun. It would be fun. I feel like it's a very loud family. Sure. So I'm gonna say, I mean, this, I mean, where where do you rank? Who who? Where are we at, Cassie, on the mullets here? What who's who's standing above and beyond? Is anybody well, here in competition? Is Bobby Eaton still running away with it with that? I think he is because these are like mullets that need some work. And by that I mean um, they need some time to grow down the back. Okay. Because the other guys, Robbie, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Bobby's was just, just gorge. It's one of the best mullets in wrestling, I think. I mean, it, 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 I don't think we're just saying that. I think it's it's been documented. Yeah. It's been you know we people have people have fawned over Bobby Eaton's mullets for decades. Well, now. it's just on another level. Like these are like baby mullets. Yeah. Like they're like they were like they had long hair because it was the eighties, and then the nineties came in and they're like shit. I need to get a mullet like like today. Also, they're these guys are super bleached. Uh, bleached and also untoned, so they have quite literally mustard yellow hair. Yeah, like I feel like Bobby's was very much more natural blonde looking. I think it was yeah. bleached, probably. It was definitely bleached, but it might have been like sun in. You remember sun in? See, Bobby Eaton had a little sun in, which is <laughs> good because you can't just go full bleach. Did you ever have frosted tips, Steve? Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, I didn't have frosted tips, but I definitely bleached my hair in spots. In spots. In spots. <laughs> In spots, so like a little um, calico. Yeah, kitty. not my most prideful time, but that was middle school, you know. Hey, it was fun. That's the time to do it. It was like two thousand, like two, two thousand, uh, two thousand three and four around there. Good, good. Because I went, I went to high school in oh five to oh nine, so around there, yeah. Very good. A young boy. I mean, we're both we're all young, but I'm also old at the same time. Like, I feel like the first app, like, sensation that all of us kind of missed was TikTok. I don't know if you guys are into TikTok. Oh, Cassie but, I mean, that's the first app where I'm like, started. I don't even know. I, yeah, but you're not I a, missed it completely. You, you're not a content creator on TikTok. No. Oh, no. You're I don't. like a TikTok creep. Uh, please feel free, everyone, to follow me on TikTok, and you can view my likes, because I'm not selfish. And I, I love the app. I find it extremely fun. And um, my favorite thing ever are the juggalos and the juggalettes oh. uh whoop whoop timely well i don't know if that's timely but i mean it's just relevant to our where we live so they, i love yeah. them as someone who by the way um i'm not the i'm not the i'm not a genius when it comes to wrestling thankfully i have the most lovely mentor in wrestling mr eric Marchick. but <laughs> my my credentials are as follows I grew up in a redneck town, and mm-hmm. I've been to multiple demolition derbies, and I feel like because of that, I can partake in this wrestling. Uh, sure. But look, Steve didn't grow up in a redneck town. Steve has been to a demolition derby. Wrestling's for everybody. He's been to a monster truck rally, though. Mm-hmm. I have. That's and true. I'm surprised that you remember that. That's kind of proof that you've listened to this podcast. <laughs> well, I've also been to multiple monster truck rallies, and you're right when you say it's the loudest fucking thing on this planet. I've never. I, my ears are still ringing from the last time. <laughs> it's so up loud. My ear. Unbelievable. On the Fourth of July, we would go see the monster trucks. <laughs> Gee, I've never been to a monster truck rally. You ever been? Really? 
No. It's I, I think I'd probably like it. I've been to a demolition derby, but it was like kind of low key. But so so you're saying that are you saying that wrestling is for rednecks? No, but rednecks love it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Can't deny that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Vestaberg. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So why can't these guys just start po- poking, you know, pulling out chest hair? That, is, is that a wrestling move? It should be. Yeah, it probably is. Like, uh, get put the tape on your, you know, smack some Who tape on guy? it. Who is Remind this guy? Remind me of this guy's name right here. This is Jimmy Garvin with the dark. Jimmy hair. Garvin's got Weird Al hair. I, he I does. Yeah. It out. Is he the one that's had the same wife? Yeah. So Jimmy Garvin oh. and his wife. Precious um, was his. She was his manager in like the mid '80s. Like you don't hear a lot of wrestlers staying with their like on-screen wives. Well, I feel like those ever. are those are my my favorite wrestlers are the people who are bad shit insane in the ring, but are like big sweeties outside of the ring. Yeah, room, which is why I love Terry Funk so much. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, Steve, you have to watch Beyond the Mat at some point if you haven't yet. It, I need to. I think to. it's on You're Netflix. Right. I haven't, and I need to. And it is. I think it's it like, is too. I mean, a whole third of the movie is just dedicated to Terry Funk. like Being nice. Kind of like thinking about retiring and just him on his farm. Well, yeah, and then his daughter gets married and yeah, she's it's... like, it would be great if you could like not be injured for my wedding. Yeah, it goes into <laughs> his daughter's wedding. And there's a bunch of wrestlers at the wedding and... Yeah, it's definitely a good watch. And it really, like, it shows how much of a sweetheart Terry Funk really is. Even though he's fucking insane in the ring. Kind of like Mick Foley. And Mick Foley's a big part of that one, too. Yeah, I like him, too. And Mick Foley's on Netflix. I'll watch it. I need to watch it. And you're, I mean, you guys are, of course, far from the first people to record to say how great Beyond the Mat is. So. Yeah. It holds up. There's it holds some, up really there's well. There's some very sad things in it. Like yeah. Jake the Snake's whole segment is yeah, pretty him really just sad. Straight up doing crack on camera, and you're like, Ooh. yeah. But it's my kind of documentary. The ones that make you feel awful sometimes. Yeah, the Jake the Snake one's pretty so rough. What's happening here? Weird Al. Um. So Jimmy Garvin yeah. is throwing uh, Johnny Ace out of the ring. Shane's trying to pump him up. But yeah, come on, Jimmy Garvin's like a legend in the industry here. He's getting. He's putting the boots to him. Um, so as yeah, you might notice that Jim Cornette is managing the dynamic dudes, um, which pretty much automatically makes the dynamic dudes a heel tag team. Because Jim Cornette is mm. infamous also inside and out of the ring. Um, I don't like the tennis rackets. No. Yeah, he's, yeah I was going to ask what's up with that. It's just What's his. It's just, it's just his gimmick. Isn't his gimmick being like a rich, okay. like like country club guy? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a country club gimmick, I guess, if you, we want to call it that. I mean, Jim Cornette. I mean, you could do a whole podcast on Jim Cornette. Uh, he's, uh, I, we'll just say controversial. <laughs> he has some hot takes. Um, he's been around the industry like since he was a kid. And has been, like, either a manager or a writer behind the scenes. Um, big part of the Attitude Era. But, yeah, he still finds his way to, like, worm himself into, like, modern wrestling. And he very rarely has anything nice to say about it. It's kind of like uh, 
Oh, look at these fans going crazy for Michael Hayes here. Literally just one half of the fans. It's like legit split down the middle. That's true. But, yeah, so He's Cor- very divisive, apparently. Cor- Cornette, yeah. I mean, he, you know, just if you Google his name right now, I guarantee you there's, like, something controversial he's said in the past week on, you know, wrestling Twitter, wrestler Reddit. Like, Hey, I mean, as long as it keeps him in, you know, no press is bad press. As long as it keeps yeah. him relevant, that's what I'm sure all he cares about, which I can't, I can't knock that at all. So. And, I mean, he's one of those guys where it's like, yes, he's, like, likes to stir shit up, but at the same time, he is, like, a super, super wrestling, like, historian. Um, he actually, like, commentates a lot of the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Like, he he is, like, an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to, so like... So he walks the walk. The history of wrestling, yes. But yeah. it's just, okay. like, he kind of has, like, that, you know, classic, like, boomer mentality where he's, like, not willing to change with the times, so... Who does anymore, though? I feel like anybody... The idea of changing your opinions and all that seems to kind of have gone off the window as time goes on. That's true. And Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes have won back that seemingly singular uh, tag team title since Michael Hayes is missing, but um, they're strutting that ass back to uh, the locker room area. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to wear that jacket, too. It's a nice jacket. I mean, like I said, this, this is very, like, he is stuck in the 80s with this. Cornette is very. He, he looks 80s. like a walking Smarovsky store. Yeah, I know that's my shtick now is saying thing people are like walking blank, but I feel like it fits here. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, we're about to get to dudes. the we're about to get to the main event of this episode, um, and I know it's it's going to be one that Cassie's really into, um, because we have a tag team match coming up here with uh, Rick Steiner. Oh boy, who. Um, of Steiner Math fame of, uh, I'm sorry, that's Scott Steiner, of Steiner Math fame of, you know, just being Scott Steiner in general with his brother Rick Steiner, two U of M boys. Um, they're going to give a god-awful promo here. We're going to talk over it, but... Um, <laughs> his promos are pretty great. Yes. And this is a very early promo. I mean, they're maybe, like, just out of college here. They look really young. Yeah. So... Before we get into this match, we have also, like, the other tag team, Doom. Um, their manager is going to be a very familiar face. But uh, before we get into this, I still have a few questions I wanted to get through with while we have a guest host here. what We've been watching a lot of movies over here, Steve. I don't know if you've seen or heard. Yes. Well, anybody who follows the Blade Job Instagram would know this. Okay. So, Cassie. Yeah. What have been your favorite movies we've covered so far well, this as, month? As I've mentioned earlier, House of Wax holds number one. Paris Hilton gives a breathtaking performance in that. Love her. I heard her new documentary is really good, too. I have as well. Um, the Babysitter sequel, Killer Queen. That was so much fun. Yeah, I will say that. I, I was that's pre- good. I was pretty surprised by that. It, I, I went with pretty low expectations and was actually pretty blown away. It was it was pretty gory. Very gory, actually, yeah. Really good. I like to hear that. You know what else is very gory and unnecessarily violent, but I love it, is The Boys. I'm telling you right now. That's I, your second you the, the Boys plug, Steve. I'm wondering. I'm going to keep plugging Send it. Send the check. <laughs> yes. Send the yeah, check, Yeah, good boyo. point. Damn right. Good job. Good point, Cassie. Where, where, where's the check, Amazon? I know they can afford it. Get Bezos on the line. 
Send me 20 I, I just like the show a lot. The show is uh, it kicks ass, and I think you guys would like it. Uh, Crimson. Now, I'm loving. What? Yeah. What else oh, did yeah, you? What else did you have for your your big your big? Uh... Crimson Peak. Not very scary, but just beautiful. What a beautiful Gothic movie. Right? Speaking of beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm noticing the potential for a uh, well, that too. I'm noticing the potential for a Steve's cutie this episode. Oh, yeah. that's in, my girl. In the ring here, we have Cat, one of Cassie's favorite wrestlers, wrestling personalities, which is uh, woman, woman, aka Nancy. Well, would be would become Nancy Benoit. R.I.P. She is so um, so beautiful. And yeah, let's just take a minute here to just like honestly take it in. Her with Doom, Doom is Ron Simmons and uh, Butch Reed under the masks there. I mean, when she gets in the ring with them, I don't know, like, they're just like, this is like the first match that we've watched tonight where it's like, this. these dudes are fucking badass. Oh, the eyeshadow. I love her so much. Yeah, so go ahead and describe what she's like kind of wearing here. It's like... We got a full sequined... <laughs> one sleeve gown with a glove on the other hand and a necklace that could peel the paint how do you even describe that what she's wearing it is something that's glamour right and it's there. Like it is a, glamour. what is her hair it's like her um, hair is a very 1989 um just like the bangs you know what i'm talking about ladies the bangs it's very very john john hughes uh yes. movie hair i think yeah yes and just, it doesn't move the hair because of the hairspray, which I love. Um, the eyeliner. Yeah. The blush. Just blush. This is before contouring, so we just have blush. <laughs> <laughs> and a very spiky stiletto. Yeah. So, yeah, she's rocking I, it. I mean, this is like prime 80s uh, woman. Where she is like uh, a woman, yeah, and then this match is really fun. Um, the Steiners at this time, like they're being called like the tag team of the '90s because you know, like they're they're really young and they're doing a lot of crazy shit. But before we really get into this match, give me some of your disappointments that we've watched so far, Cass. The haunting sucks ass. <laughs> That's the. Cl- is this the 1959 original? This is no. It's the yes. 1961 oh. or something. Yeah, it's the old one, Steve. Oh, oh it's God. 1963. I'm thinking of the Haunting of Hill House. That's an or a, Yeah, it is. It's, it's the know. Haunting of it's. It's similar. the original adaptation of Haunting of Hill House. Sure. Right. So okay. bad. Which I hear is a classic, but I mean, you know. God damn, is it boring though? It's oh a, it's God. one of my lows too. Well, something I I I really find just awful is like. Oh God, I can't even find the words to describe it. It's like um, they pause the movie, zoom in on the main character's face, and she's thinking to herself. Mm, and it's yeah. like a voiceover, and she's like, "Maybe I do love him." And I'm like, "Bitch." Yeah, no. it's like old. It's like a very like '60s thing. Like even like Psycho does that and stuff. And well, Psycho's good. Yeah, I know, but. Yeah, the haunting. I I really don't see the uh, the class. I mean, oh. I guess I I. It's not even like one of those one of those movies where you're like, yeah, it's boring, but I respect it. No, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I res. I, I don't see how it's scary at all. No, 
or was. I mean, scary. you have to, of course, take the time. I period, know. You know. But look at the time. The time period, you know, the birds, psycho, all of this stuff is same time period. Hitchcock had earlier stuff. Uh, you know, I, I look at movies like the European uh, Hammer horrors and stuff. They knew how to do scary. So I don't know. I just think old, old, the, the older ghost movies that I've watched, and honestly, um, House on Haunted Hill. I, I would say that's that's even way earlier than haunting and, and that one is pretty scary so i don't know wh- where this one comes from wh- where where people get the balls i'm gonna put this almost up there with audition steve it's so boring with Ooh, with rough. the with the critical now, how did you guys watch it yeah because it has that kind of uh big uh you know critic love but i don't i don't get it at all i do no. not understand it another thing how did you guys watch it um, I think we just found a copy of it somewhere. You sailed the high seas. <laughs> uh, something else that was kind of a letdown. I was so excited to watch oh, it. Oh, yeah, me too. Which was In Fabric. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like In Fabric? No, I, I liked In Fabric. I liked it, but it wasn't as cool or scary as I thought it was going to be. I'm going to say I, I mean, didn't like it, Steve. Yeah, you really if you guys, If you guys don't know anything about Peter Strickland, the writer-director, it's his style. His I style do. is very not for everybody. I've seen the other movie he did, the the one with the recording studio, and that one was... Barbarian Sound Studio. Very good. Funny enough, I didn't care for Barbarian Sound Studio. I haven't seen the Duke of Burgundy yet, but I liked In Fabric, and that's been on my list for a while because... I was following that kind of production for the past, like, two and a half years. Okay, in Fabric, I'm going to say it should have been just... The first part. Yeah, it's like the the first story was good. The fact that they made it, like, a two-part almost anthology, I didn't like. Because who makes an anthology with just two movies? You have to have a third movie. Otherwise, it's just a weird, like, two-part thing. But then I feel like it could have been a more fleshed out, just singular thing, singular movie with the first one. I don't know. It just seemed kind of like a mess to me. I will say I loved that mannequin woman. She was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. It was very stylish and stuff. It, was, it just seemed like a lot of, like, uh, style over substance to me, personally. Um, something that was... But it's A24, so what do you expect? Right. Something that was a bit jarring <laughs> was Castle Freak. Uh, Castle Freak. Castle Freak. Who knows, honestly. It's good. It was a lot of fun, but it was just like, what the fuck? It was one of those. Um, everything Castle else was really Freak. a lot of fun. Oh, if you haven't seen Love Witch, girl, what Yeah, Love doing? Witch was good. Love Witch is amazing. I mean, the love witch is great because it's. I mean, you have to give a shout out to Anna Biller. Yeah. Anna Biller wrote, directed, starred, composed, shot, edited, and then also produced, and also did the art direction, and also did the set design and decoration, and the costume design. One woman uh, show. Anna Biller is a workhorse. She's amazing. That, that movie was so cute. Like, I loved it so much. If I could put my aesthetic into one movie it would be that it was beautiful 
And then also, the, the industry needs more of people like her. I agree. Her next movie is called. She's doing an adaptation of Bluebeard. Bluebeard. That's her next movie coming out in the future at some point. That so. sounds fun. And then a movie that I haven't seen that you love so much is Phantasm, and I will say I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And also, it's very dreamy, dreamlike. Yes, it's very fun. Uh, Color Out of Space. That movie was fucking kick-ass. Yeah, that's that new Nick Cage movie really that's on Shudder. It was so good. Oh, yeah. the um, oh. I forgot the director's name, but yeah, he uh, that has been that was pretty anticipated yeah. for a while. Yeah, you guys liked it? It's the guy who did Dust Devil and Hardware. Uh, like, classic, like, uh, just like super stylish indie horror director. Very, like, psychedelic. So cool. Tommy Chong, I love you. Yeah, Nick Cage. Um, yeah, really, really, like, interesting, like, uh, Lovecraft, sci-fi horror uh, kind of movie. Hot pink. Yeah, very psychedelic. People were comparing it to Mandy. I don't really understand the comparison. I don't get that either, except for the neon colors. Neon colors, Nick Cage, synth score. Um, I guess that's why there's comparisons to it. But other than that, I mean, just go into this movie and it's... Uh, if you if you like Lovecraft kind of stuff, it's the, I recommend it. Like it's much more like spacey cosmic Lovecraft, um, as opposed to like uh, the kind of like demons within the earth Lovecraft. So it was really good. And then one more thing I'm gonna say that was really good was um, I had never seen Hellraiser. Oh yeah, which is crazy. But I watched it and. I loved it. Yeah, Sundays I'm breaking out the big, the heavy hitters. Hellraiser. Okay. I've never seen Hellraiser. Phantasm. So Cassie's doing better than me. I've never seen Phantasm. Oh man, missing out. Also, I know I've been sticking with the with the old Universal monster movies, but I do need to break out there. I mean, I'm, the next up, I need to use. Uh, I need to see like the old shit. I'm talking like Nosferatu and that kind of thing. Ooh, Hexen. That's going to be my next one. Yeah, Canopy has all those because Amazon has copy. They have you can stream like Ghostfratu, but the quality is shit. It's wow, unbelievable yeah. how bad it looks. Well, I think Ghostfratu is public domain, so I'm sure there's a it ton is. of copies out there that it is. It's almost unwatchable because it's so bad. But Canopy has nice, um, you know, remastered and with new scores, gorgeous prints. So I'm excited to dive into those. Nice. What else do we? Oh, we watched. Can I just say really quick? What? We dove back into our deep childhood subconscious, and we watched Scooby-Doo, Curse of Zombie Island. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island holds up. It is so good. Because <laughs> it's Terry time again. Thank yeah, you. I love that one. That's <laughs> amazing. Yes, it holds up. Yeah. So um, speaking of that, actually, now that you mention it, why are there no more horror movies that kind of mix like horror and like New Orleans kind of Creole style? That's a really mm. good point. Well, actually, Hatchet. Yeah, we did watch. <laughs> we did watch Hatchet, which does exactly what you're asking, Steve. The whole right, Hatchet, well, the whole Hatchet Victor Crowley uh, series takes place in like voodoo New Orleans. It was a horror comedy. Which it, I, I liked it. A I lot. liked it too, especially it starts off with "This is the new shit" by Marilyn Manson, and how more? What year did that come out? Uh, like two thousand six, maybe two thousand seven. What a better song to start a movie to! I just counted 
I've been I've been cranking away on the letterbox, Steve. I've I've watched oh, nice. forty uh, horror movies this month so far. Wow, I'm proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should, should we take a second to go back into the, the rest? Yes, of the match we should. We're actually talking over this great match, and I've been wanting to jump back in because there has been some like insane offense by the Steiner Bros here. Um, like it's just they're really just showing how like they are like going to be the tag team of the '90s with some of their like moves. Um, they're facing two Whoa. of the like <laughs> legendary. I, I think. I can't tell which one is Ron Simmons and which one is uh, Butch Reed. But Ron Simmons would go on to be Farouk oh, in the Nation of Domination. I love Farouk. Um, Butch Reed is another, like, I mean, both of these guys are just, uh, like, super groundbreaking. Uh, would I believe at separate times, maybe even for separate companies, both were first black champions um going back throughout the 80s so i mean they're i I know for sure ron simmons was the first uh black champion maybe for wcw but and i think butch reed was as well with another promotion so i don't know they're just they're legends of the 80s uh butch reed would kind of uh this is definitely like the he this is kind of the end of his run ron simmons would have a big role in the 80s i'm sorry the 90s with uh nation of domination um the apa with uh jbl so it's uh it's cool i think that they look really cool with the masks on um i know it's kind of generic looking but i've always thought like doom looked sweet i think it's cool because they're first of all in uniform love that yeah I mean, they're just huge black. I mean, they are huge. They're they're not like no, they are massive. They are massive, and I like it because when they walk out with woman, she's like they just like so, power her. Well, she's so small, and then she has these large men behind her in masks, and she's like, "You may wrestle now." Like I love that. Yeah. <laughs> she has been exuding power like I've never seen this entire match on the sidelines. I really think, like, and I mean, I've always, you know, been aware of woman Nancy Benoit, but not until, like, recently have I really had, like, a big appreciation for her, like, uh, like yeah, she she's, like, uh, she's kind of, like, an evil, like, Miss Elizabeth, almost. Yeah. Like, she's very, like, poised, but, like, does, like, uh, but, but, but she's, because, like, a lot of times you would have, like, the women managers like like uh sensational sharing stuff and they'd be like crazy and they'd get in the ring and like just cause havoc oh no she's always like what yeah it's it's almost just like the dark side of like miss elizabeth well wasn't she like fallen angel or whatever yeah (laughs) yeah she used to be fallen angel what a goth icon with which uh was uh like when when she was well actually i think at this point she's still with kevin sullivan Mm. so yeah, she's not with. She doesn't get with Benoit until like the mid '90s. So yeah. we're 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 a ways away from that. That is a tragic end that I did not know about until you mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, I knew the whole Benoit thing. I realized that she was a, you know a victim of it. Yeah, I, I didn't know that she was married to him. Yeah, yeah. So she was. She is the the Nancy in that Nancy Benoit, uh, Chris Benoit tragedy. So, um, but yeah, I mean, she was really like. 
I mean, a, a lovely person from what I've heard. Yeah, and she really kind of went out of the spotlight in the mid-90s after her run with WCW. Well, she wanted to have babies. Yeah, which is also sad, but... Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's nice to look back and like, yeah, I, I think she really was like one of the best like women heel managers at the time. I agree. And I don't really know like... Because she really wasn't... She wasn't a heel in the sense that, yeah, like, she would actively get you to boo her. I think she was more of a heel in that, like, she just, like, was, like, that, like, hot chick who, like, knew she was better than, like, all the other ladies in the audience, you know? Like, I don't... Just true. I don't think she really, like, would do anything super devious. Well, yeah, there's, like... Well, I shouldn't say that because we're about to see something that she does that's devious. Yeah, she's sneaky. She is sneaky. Um, as you can see, she's coming up here on the side of the ring. Um, also, what is up with the gloves in the 80s? What do you mean? It's so Miss Piggy. I love it. Yeah, it is like Miss Piggy. It's, <laughs> it's like so Miss Piggy. That's so true. I love it. So here's Nancy. You can kind of see back there. She's shoving something into one of the Doom members' masks. Um to me, like, just basing off her personality in here, it seems like she's shoving, like, stolen diamonds. You know, yeah. The kind of power she exudes. I mean, we don't know what it was, but, you know, we know that the mask is loaded. She does look like, like a classic jewel heist distraction yes. or something. She, yeah. like, distract the guard. This is, like, what I imagine, like, people would wear to, like, the Academy Awards 1989. Isn't that funny? Because it looks like a, like a, like a costume. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like she gives she's giving off like powerful Vanna White vibes. Yes. You know? Like if Vanna White was like murdering people, that's what we have here. And I'm for it. 100%. Like I think like this is like uh, you know what and I I gotta say, honestly, honestly, I think the hair has a lot to do with yes. like, her power for sure. Yes. Like yeah, I just think of like Barbara Streisand and Cher. Like like studio like like uh like Casino Vegas show. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we see like she loaded. Someone who has like a permanent residency at Vegas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like a lounge. Singer. Like a lounge. Yeah, like bar singer. So we see that like they loaded up that mask, and um, if you want to stop it there, Steve, I, that's that, that's where we're gonna stop this week's episode, and we'll pick back up on this Lex Luger interview next week. Oh God. But, um. Yeah, thoughts on the beginning of Halloween Havoc here as we're as we're chugging our way through 1989. Not many. You didn't like any I of mean, the matches. I mean, this has been a great episode. Oh. Cassie, go ahead. Sorry, I, didn't, I interrupted you. I didn't mean to. Oh no, that's okay. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. The okay. first match was a little was a little snooze. You didn't like Z Man? Not really. I mean, I'm sure he's. A nice guy. He's passed but, away. Yeah. I mean, I feel like so the more the program goes on, <laughs> I think it gets more and more yeah. fun. What we ended on was definitely the most fun. The Simone Swat team was super fun. Okay. And um, and the Freebirds I mean, were kind of the fun. The Freebirds are always fun. Love, love them. Um, the so you just didn't like the first match in the Cuban Assassin. I did not like the Cuban Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest. We pretty much talked over that one because also that only lasted like five minutes. Yeah, but uh, the highlight of my night tonight is all these mullets and all these sequins. Wow! And all the blush. 
So pretty Don't much. Don't forget the velvet spandex. Okay, that actually is number one highlight. <laughs> so two thirds of the highlights is just woman in general. I love her. And then the other third sense. is like the spandex, the mullets. The... Yes, I love the. What do they call chauffeurs? Valets. Valets. <laughs> valets. <laughs> the valets of this era. Yes, I love yeah. them. Steve thoughts. On the first, I gotta, I gotta echo a lot of what uh, Cassie's <laughs> saying here. Is that it starts off slow, it gets better over time, um, and I, I feel like it hit its peak when when woman walked in, yes. when Nancy yeah. walked in. And I mean, she didn't walk in as much as she like Sauntering. became a present, a presence in yeah. the room. You know, she kind of like you know how like they have ghosts that like come from clouds and then form into their figure. I think that's, that's kind of what she was. I think it was the most regal, powerful cloud there ever was. I think that's called an angel. Fallen angel. Okay, you know what? I'm into Fallen it. Angel. That Fallen good angel. Fallen angel. If if we could have just started the match, if we could have just started this right at that Doom Steiner Brothers match, I think this would be the perfect pay per view. But you know, yeah. we do things the hard way here. <laughs> we we also view history as it happened. You know, I mean, yeah. This, this is how. It yeah, we're not going to revision it. His- we're going to talk about the boring matches from Halloween Havoc '89. Because yeah, coming up. On uh, next week's show here, I'll just give you a rundown of what we have coming up. We have the Lex Luger and a very young Brian Pillman. So this is Brian. This is the Brian Pillman that would go on to t- uh, tag team with Steve Austin. Uh, Brian Pillman, who would tragically also pass away very young. It never ends, man. It's yeah. just constant stream of just deceased wrestlers. I don't get it. I mean, I get it. It's not hard to understand, unfortunately, but that's just the nature of it. And that, so we actually we only have three matches next week. Um, they're all pretty long, so but they're all going to be very good. Ne- next we have Road Warriors versus Skyscrapers. So mm. that's the Road Warriors. Uh, Road Warriors versus Sid Vicious. Mm. Big one of Cassie's favorites. Bit, another big sweetie. And one of my, you know, I'm going to say it. Right now, we'll, we can judge it next week, but one of my favorite mullets, Dan Spivey. <laughs> um, imagine Stone okay. Cold with a mullet. Whoa. And then we're going to end with the big finale next week, the Thunderdome cage match with special guest referee Bruno San Martino, <laughs> Ric Flair, oh and Sting with their uh, manager, Ole Anderson, and the great Muda and Terry Funk with their manager, Gary Hart. And it's going to be crazy. We're going to have electricity. We're going to have fires in the ring. We're going to have, uh, you know, Muda doing doing the green mist. We're going to have Terry Funk with, uh, I believe, might bring out a branding iron. It's going to be good. Wow. So next week, um, be sure to come back for part two. Of Halloween Havoc 89. Is there anything I'm forgetting, Steve? I don't think so. Um, you know, Cassie, love to have you here. Hope Thank to you, have you so on. much. I mean, are you going to be on here the next the next one? I hope so. Yeah. We'll, we can do the next one. We'll be in the new house for the next one. Yes. Yeah, we're news. in the process of moving. Yes. So it's been crazy. Uh, we got a cat. We have a cat. We might have the cat. Well, no, we won't have the cat for the next episode. Probably not, but... but we will have some updates then, but and yeah, it will have some more Halloween fun. I didn't even get to some of these other Halloween uh, items that I have here, but Eric, um, do you have a favorite wrestler? Do I have a favorite wrestler? Yeah, 
might be a loaded question. Like, out of anybody ever. Sure. <sighs> Top three. Okay, I'm going to say... I, well, let's save it for next week. Oh, okay. I, I, I can't believe... Boy, you are giving us all blue balls <sighs> here, Jesus. Well, we're, we're winding down here. Okay, I'm going to say... Uh, okay, right now, real quick, Mick Foley. Okay. Um, Stone Cold. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Terry Funk. He's going to be my old school wrestler. Okay. So... Respect. Those are my top three. Steve? I'm not ready to answer that question. Oh, <laughs> man. As I just so pulled them out of... I just told you. I just told you that you gave us all blue balls, and now I'm going to do the same thing. So, shame Wow. On do you have someone that you just really enjoy watching? Well, I was going to say Velveteen Dream, but Ooh. apparently oh, I don't my know if God. I can say that anymore. Controversial yet brave. <laughs> I don't know. I, fi- I feel like he was canceled recently. Yeah, so and you know what? I, was, I, I meant to anymore. talk about that, because next week NXT is bringing back... Halloween Havoc on their like just weekly show <laughs> I was going to mention that their handling of Velveteen Dream situation has just kind of put me over NXT I don't know mm-hmm. I haven't watched it like in a long time and uh-huh. yeah well, well mine is Sable yeah give me give me your fa- give me your favorite wrestlers real quick Cass Sable okay favorite in-ring wrestlers Sable um Sable's my queen. I love Rey Mysterio. Okay. And I also, with my whole heart, love Stone Cold Steve Austin. And, I mean, I also do love... Uh, there's a lot of people that I love. I know. You have to pick, you've made us pick three. If you, if you don't follow Stone Cold on Instagram, please do. Because he is just such, such a boomer in the most loving way possible. He has all these dogs... <laughs> And, like, one's name is Brownie because he's brown. <laughs> Steve, you got to get us wrestlers next week. That's your homework. Your homework's also to watch, like, horror movies. You got to catch up. We're about to lap you. We're about to do three well, laps on you. to you guys. Right off the bat, <laughs> I can't. I, I'll do my part for sure, but I cannot catch up with you guys. You guys are doing one a night, possibly more. Uh, y'all are too quick for me, you know? Yeah. I go to bed early. No, I don't. Midnight at the very earliest, but, you know. Well, are you doing anything for Halloween? Apparently, I was—I've been invited to some like, um, like Zoom Halloween party. Oh, I'm not gonna lie fun. to you; I'm not a big Halloween guy in terms of like not outside of this. Podcast, All right, we got so. okay. We gotta cut it there then. That's woo. I know, I know. Outside of this podcast, I just never really celebrate anything for Halloween. Thanksgiving and Christmas, we'll talk, but uh, especially Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. I do love Thanksgiving. You know, I'm going to put that on you too, Steve. Thanksgiving, that's going to be our next full watch along where we do the uh, Starcade. I think that we, okay, we we said we were going to try and live stream. I think Thanksgiving, late November, we got to try and get that down. Oh, you guys could like that make food good. and do a mukbang. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, we got to figure that out, but I feel like we can do it. We can. So we'll see you guys next week. Um, yeah, back to back weeks. We went from we went from holding out on you to giving you double you know contact content back to back here. So if you, it's what the listeners deserve. Mm-hmm. If you like plants. You can follow me on Instagram. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cassie's plugging her own ins- personal Instagram. <laughs> hey, she's welcome to do it. We encourage that here. Only if you like plants. 
Um, I feel like a lot of people need the plants this time of the year, you know? Yeah, you need something to take care of. Yeah. Exactly. Put love into the universe, get a plant. All right. Send us your pumpkin carvings, too. Ooh, yeah. We'll post ours up soon. Um, you know, you got to you gotta do it kind of close to the Halloween, otherwise the kids will kick it in. Or the, the squirrels, squirrels will, will eat, eat it. it. So. I had a squirrel literally pick up my tiny little pumpkin and carry it away. And I said, wow, excuse thievery. me. Seriously. The nerve. Well, he looked me uh, in the eyes and did it. We'll have some pumpkin updates next week. Well, yeah, we will. We yeah. will. And we'll have more wrestling and Halloween fun. So, not, not just more wrestling. I mean, I th- I'm thinking this is like we're kicking this up a notch in terms of that ticket. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's very true. So, we'll see you guys next week. It's been real. And, uh, yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. You want big matches? Well, Elvira's got them. And so does Halloween Havoc 89. Terry Funk, Ric Flair, Rick Muda, and Sting. Lex Luger, the Steiners, Precious Paul Ellery. Wrestling's most wicked warriors in a pay-per-view of monstrous proportions. Halloween Havoc 89 is your frightened by gore. Better bring your mummy. Because they're settling the score.